Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell, and uh, here we are, DJ. Stanley Cup Final. My boys in Vegas, they pulled through. Jack meets Samson. Uh, DJ, how you doing in the uh, the Buffalo Bowl, I think they're calling this uh, matchup? Most, most are. Yeah, no, I mean, everything's pretty good. I definitely kind of wavered on... And as soon as soon as I reach the point of like, you know what, I guess kind of the stars do this. That'd be good for me. I, it, that's when it ended. Cause I was like, all right, they just sweep them. I move eight teams, maybe seven teams through. If they lose one, maybe five or six teams in underdog move through well, plus the, you know, the warm pup or warm up, whatever. And then, you know, the two game, but I mean, I would have probably lost one or two more if it went to seven and then Vegas one. So not maximum pain. I, I would have lost one. Um, so I'll take it four teams in the final, the most of anyone, yada, yada, the normal stuff over an underdog for me. Um, yeah, I am not going to win a hundred percent, which is, does suck. I'm blocked, which is weird. I didn't expect that, but I will definitely take a chance at third, fourth, you know, pro- I mean, probably like my absolute peak of Montour and Reinhardt, well, really just Montour, uh, were to go absolutely crazy would be, you know, quite a good, quite a good chunk of money. So um, yeah, uh, the better team won. Uh, Vegas was the better team. I think that is true. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't really complain. I actually had a couple good uh, showdown nights in the Vegas series. Um, so that more than made up for what was a pretty miserable Florida Carolina series um, for me, like financially. But, um, you know, that the hockey was decent. Um, I, I thought, honestly, I think I've just enjoyed watching Vegas play just top to bottom They're I don't know, Bruce Cassidy, I think is just an awesome coach. Cause you know, I enjoyed watching the Bruins too. Like, it's not like, uh, you know, it, it's not like they're doing anything crazy different than that Boston team did. And it's honestly kind of stunning that Bruce Cassidy just sort of got fired and you know, whatever, uh, here we go. But you know, everyone's going to talk about Paul Maurice and Eichel and whatever. And I kind of feel like the star of this postseason is Bruce Cassidy because, you know, Boston flaming out early, um, Vegas going on this run. Like I, I think he's done an incredible job. Uh, clearly, you know, he can make a defensive system where any goalie can succeed. So like Aiden Hill has been better than Bob, like on a pure safe percentage basis, but nobody talks about it because of how stellar defensively the squad is. So um, that, that was my takeaway. You know, once again, when Vegas wants to, they just can absolutely put their foot down on the throats of their opponent, uh, be it McDavid, be it Winnipeg, be it Dallas, um, you know, Jason Robertson did not exist for four and a half games uh, in this series. So uh, just really impressed all the way around, honestly. And that was really my main takeaway. Um, so I don't know any other sort of like, uh, I don't know. I don't even want to say hot take reactions, but like any other things that you just want to get off your chest before we talk uh, a bit about what we think is going to happen in this series. I, no, I mean, I, I do think that it, it's like, uh, it's interesting to listen to people talk about this cup final because you hear like two very clear narratives of, you know, Florida is a team of destiny. And then the Holy crap, I've actually watched Vegas and they're so good. Um, for me, it's definitely, I, you know, I hope we get a good competitive series. I would, I think the worst case scenario here is that we get a sweep in either direction. Like this cup is not 
two of the biggest markets. I think that's been very well, you know, decorated uh, by the media. And I'm really hopeful that Florida can steal a couple games. And I would say that I don't want to say they stole four games against Carolina because I do think that they were, you know, they're pretty good. But I think Carolina just didn't quite get any of the normal Carolina bounces. So Bobrovsky stood in his head. What are you going to do? Um, yeah, I, I don't know if either of the narrative, like basically what I'm saying is like, I'm fine with either take. I don't really have a strong, like I oh really confident on either side, which is more than fair, um, I, I guess, going into the cup final. But um, happy for you, by the way, on the Vegas bets. You know, I went the Edmonton route. You went the Vegas route. I think that either of the two teams would have been tough matchups for the stars and, um, you know, good for you on that big hit. So, yeah, I don't know if I really have anything insane. Um, no, I think we could probably just get into some of the, the fun of the, the cup finals. There's a million ways to bet. There's showdown slates that aren't terrible, I guess is probably the yeah. right word. I don't want to say they're great, but they're, they're not terrible. Um, so a lot of chances still, hopefully more than four, as I'm getting to, to, to make some money. Um, where do you want to start? Yeah, um, let's see. I feel like I had one other. Oh, I I, I did not say this when you, uh, you know, uh, self-promoted your underdog uh, entries in the final. But once again, you absolutely uh, destroyed the, the field. You know, obviously you're. Big expectation of winning is not coming to pass, but once again, uh, you know, just an incredibly successful, uh, like, uh, what, best ball season in the playoffs, I suppose, is what you would call it, just with the advance rates and the finals and the equity that you have into the finals. Uh, obviously nothing came together perfectly, but, you know, we were pretty transparent in the process and the, the ways that you thought the best routes would be and almost all of them hit. So uh, yep. kudos, uh, I- well done. And uh, yeah, if you don't listen to DJ, listen. they were like, yeah, yeah. They were like, I did exactly what you said. And I have a team in the finals. Like, seems, seems like it worked. I'm like, yeah, no, like I, I talked about Florida quite a bit. Like if you're not getting Boston, might as well hope Florida goes on a bit of a run. Like that was the plan. That's why I had yeah. exposure. And that's why yeah. all and, my and teams have Florida yeah. because they did exactly yeah, what could have happened. And like, I didn't end up with any Vegas getting there, which seems a little, I, I was higher exposed to Vegas than I was to Florida. I just, it didn't work out with those rosters. What are you going to do? Um, yeah, no, I mean, the finals, I have two of the top six teams. I, I think that there's almost a, uh, you know, 90% chance the top six has been decided um, as far as them all being in the top six. So hopefully I get, you know, two top fives that's should net me, you know, seven, eight, nine K in that range. So um, no, definitely not going to complain about it. Uh, and then I have two more teams that are like equally very good for the top 20 and they should get top 20 easily, but can either of them slip into the top 10, um, to be decided. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. You know, a lot of my, I'm not even going to be betting that much. Cause I'm just like, I'm just like, all right, we'll gravy train. Let's just enjoy the money. And I like, do I really need to hedge this? Like, I, I feel like I don't need to, it was actually really funny trying to explain it to my girlfriend. She's like, well, you don't, you haven't won anything. And I'm like, right. But like, it's almost like I, I don't like counting the eggs before they hatch, but like, man, it's like, I just, no way I don't win, you know, a good amount. So it's like, what am I really going to do? You know, waste a bunch of money. 
Actually, I think uh, I thought, let's waste some money. Why don't we get into yeah, some? Yeah, let, let's do exactly that right now. Um, so I guess before we talk about these specifics of fantasy and uh, betting and everything else, that's, you know, we, we have a fine tooth comb to go through every single possible market offered. Um, I will just say that the series right now is Vegas minus 125. Uh, they have home ice advantage. Uh, Florida, you, you know, you bet plus 105. Effectively a coin flip um, with a very slight edge to Vegas. Um, you know, th- does either side of that stand out to you from a betting perspective? Uh, or have you looked through like the correct scores or anything like that for uh, basically one of interest? You mean like, hold on, let me make sure, like the correct like series exact yeah, stuff? Yeah, so like, yeah, you know, Vegas and six or whatever. Um, okay, so. No, you know, all of those odds seem that someone posted in something that I'm in one of these groups, like they picked every single game, the winner. Like, so basically they're like, okay, so they had, I think it was like Florida and six and they picked exactly how it would happen. And it was only like 40 to one. And I was like, wait, so you're picking <laughs> all six games correct. I'm like, that just doesn't. And I'm like, screw this market. That was basically my thought process so far. So I never looked once. But yeah, I mean, you could bet a million ways on this. I think kind of looking through them now. Um, okay, so, so the, okay, now. so so at the highest level, nothing really stands out to you. Because my sense is that Vegas is a, a decent amount of value here. Like, whatever you can say about Florida... I honestly just feels like applies to Vegas. Um, the only reason that Dom's model has, I mean, Dom's model has Vegas as the 52% favorite, which honestly might be slightly better than the minus 125 if you were to like remove the VIG or whatever. Um, but you know, you can't remove the VIG when you're betting. But just basically what I'm what I'm getting to is that Dom's model is basically like factoring in that Matthew Kachuk is like twice as good offensively as Mark Stone and Jack Eichel combined. And like, you know, Matthew Kachuk's an awesome player, you know, deserving MVP top three this season, so on and so forth. But I don't know how you can like, you know, say that with a straight face. Like, yeah, like if you were to, you know, basically pick one, like, are you picking Eichel Stone or Kachuk and then multiplying the output of Eichel and Stone by two? Like, it just seems a little bit far-fetched that Kachuk is this much better than every other player in this series. Um. And, you know, uh, part of that could be we, we've seen that William Carlson and Alex Petrangelo, Alec Martinez, Shea Theodore, like these guys are blanketing Connor McDavid and, you know, holding him off the score sheet at five on five for the most part. Um, and then Jason Robertson disappeared and maybe some of that's creeping in, but it almost feels like a, a slight toward the Eichel and Stone side of things when you're just saying like, yeah, like the offensive brilliance of those two, I just think is being understated a bit. And, you know, if you're getting the 52% like Dom is by giving Kachuk that much insane, like, value, then, like, what else are you, you know, like, that? that's sort of the thing. It's like, well, you take that away, what else are you finding to, like, get to that number? And that's what makes me think that Vegas is basically a good uh, a good bet here just to win the series. They got home ice. I think they're the slightly better team. Um, and, and like I was saying about Bruce Cassidy is I'm much less worried about Eden Hill than I am Bobrovsky, just because like, I don't think Florida's system is set up for Bob to succeed. We've never seen that except for this stretch of two weeks. Whereas we've seen in Vegas, pretty much every goalie has succeeded. I mean, help Mark andre Fleury, who was immediately dust upon leaving, 
uh, was successful. Obviously a different coach, but like we know that, that this team in general has a very strong defensive track record. So to me, Vegas is a really good bet uh, yet again. Um, and the only other thing that I wanted to just sort of call out was that, uh, you know, uh, Vegas has been leading for much of the playoffs, which has been, you know, it makes it tough to look at their underlyings. Um, but when you look at the five on five underlyings, like of the, the postseason so far in 17 games, uh, Vegas has 77 or 67% of the goals at five on five, Florida has 56%. So like, even though Bob's been crazy, um, you know, just the five on five play has been decidedly, you know, in Vegas's favor and the expected goals, Florida's only at 47% expected and Vegas is still at 51. So like, you know, obviously they're both overperforming their underlines, but I've seen some chatter about like, oh, well, you know, William Carlson's blah, 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 like the percentages and all that. And like Alex Barkov, the exact same thing, like Barkov is not playing that well and just getting really good goaltending and, you know, Carter Hayes on a heater. So like, it's sort of like the, the, those two cancel out for me almost when you're trying to find like a narrative of like, oh, well, this, this line's overperforming, that player's overperforming, they're going to regress. And it, it just seems like when you regress everything back to normal, you're just leaving me in the same place for like, yeah, Vegas is a slightly better team. So uh, that's my pitch. There's like my high level view of how I'm seeing the series play out. Um, but you know, unless you have anything else, I say, let's just dig into some of the specifics here. I don't know if you want to start on Sportsbook or uh, DraftKings DFS or what, but. Um, yeah, let's just a couple Sportsbook. I, I, the one bet I think I'm actually going to place is the under 33 and a half total goals. That seems pretty good. Like it's basically saying that it has to go to seven yeah. and you have to get at least five per game. Or like a couple of games have to explode, but like, man, I don't know. Like, I I don't really know where you're basically the only way you're going over is to assume that like Bobrovsky sucks. Cause I just don't really yeah, see so, Aiden Hill even like he I mean he's not even good and he's you know world be- like I don't yeah, know. I like so I just don't think either of these teams want to play that game. Yeah, so you have 34 goals to play with because if 34 goals hit, you lose. If there's even one three-goal game in there like, you know, a two to one game or something, then you're talking 31 goals across, you know, six games is probably about what the over under should be, but five games or five, you know, five games. Yeah, for sure. That, uh, yeah, that, that that seems fine. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that that's probably like the, that's where you go. Like the odds of it getting like, so like, I mean, you know, they actually have it at what seven games. It's like the most likely oddly. Like I thought, nah, I guess it's not that crazy. But like you go know, like the serious total games, it's like six and seven are like, yeah, you know, the least return on value, which I wonder why it's just like, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to really dive too deep. That feels like you're kind of playing a game. I don't really want to play, but yeah, I, I just, I think that that under 33 and a half total, like I, I really don't think either of these teams want to, like, like Vegas wants to give, they will give up low danger chances. And if you look at that Dallas series, just a plethora of low danger chances that Dallas had to take, like a ton of low danger tra- shots that they just put on net because that's what they could get trying to create offense. Like, I think that'll happen again. And Florida is fine doing that um, based on Carolina, which also does something quite similar where they, you know, all they're trying to do is limit those high danger chances. Um, 
So I think there'll be decent volume here. And I think the game, sh- like that, my perception is they could be pretty low scoring overall, but you never know with goaltending and, you know, bounce, et cetera. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm the, uh, fine with this. Like, I think this series shouldn't be that crazy high scoring. Total shutouts is plus one Oh five. Uh, basically for there to be a shutout by either team, any goalie. Um, yeah, that's right. kind of interesting. And the number of overtime games over 1.5 is plus 145. So if you're thinking it's like that. a low scoring tight series, both of those seems pretty, pretty okay to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will, I will simply just be saying if there are more than one overtime games, I just take all the money on underdog. And so I'm not going to bet that myself. I'll just stick to the pickums there and hope that we get one extended OT game. Um, yeah, as far as the the player props in general, I mean, there's so 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 many. I can't imagine. I want to go through everything here. Um, I don't really think I want to be crazy on these like any game player props. Like, will a player have two goals or two points or three points? Like, a lot of these just kind of feel like just play DFS. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, if you have a strong take on one player to have three points in a game, just play them every night in a lineup as your captain and they get three points in one game and you click like freaking Sam Bennett or something at plus 275. Like, you know, you see what I mean? Like that's kind of how I would play it personally. Like I get that you could also yeah, mean, both of them you know. doing that, but. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm the guy who like, uh, like, I mean, I'm the guy who's not betting much anyway. I'm playing DFS. So like you, you don't need me to tell you twice, like, Hey, uh, do the thing where you're, you know, like, actually chasing like that very uh parabolic yeah, upside right. um with some of these hot takes yeah and for sure I, I think that's um legitimate um let's see we have um jonathan marcheso as an underdog to sam bennett and shots on goal in the series um that seems pretty interesting Ooh. like i know kachuk's been awesome like you know generation wise um but like it doesn't take much for me to see Stan Bennett losing his power play one job. Um, and, you know, March or so it's just been so good that um, one, he's been shooting just an absolute boatload, but two that like, that's just kind of, uh, I think his role is slightly more intact. Like I could totally see Barkov and Kachuk playing together down 2-0 or something, just leaving Bennett to, to you know, basically yeah, right, right. He's effectively the third line at that point. Um, you know, that seems pretty good to me on like a, yeah, I just want to put 50 down and watch to win 90. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, do any of the player specials stand out? I know you said basically just play them in DFS if you think any of these hit, but is there one that you're thinking like, oh, you know, maybe I'll do that for a little bit and, you know, play whoever in, uh, you know, in DFS, um, just looking through like um, Ivan Barbashev to score two plus goals in any game at plus five fifty. I don't I know just, if that makes you feel something. No. No, like I love his line. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Like again, like you could I, it's so easy to make a case for so many of these. Like, yeah, just make the case you want to make and bet the player you want to bet, but I would rather just play it a different way myself. Yeah. Like Every one of these, like Brian Hurt to score two goals in any game, yeah, he is the guy they want to shoot on the power play. Sounds like it could happen, but I don't know. It's, we'd rather bet it 
in DFS, so I'm not. But okay, if you have, um, I, I think it's really just total preference. If you got a favorite player, just go with it. They all are probably bad. Um, yeah, especially ones maybe, yeah, but yeah. because you can't bet the no on any of them, like that's probably just right. it. You're probably getting juiced out of out of the building, but you know, um, there could be. Still but again, like, if you're just doing it to have like, fun, just pick the guy you like and have fun and watch a yeah. game and. Um, right. Yeah, um, I, I would honestly like a couple, like like the the most assists and stuff. Like, I mean, man, like Eichel plus nine, nine to one for most assists. Like that one kind of seems. I mean, Marshall so Marshall so at twenty eight to one. Like, you know, for, he, he sh- for 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 most assists. Oh, like yeah, I guess that too. I don't know if if Eichel. I mean, Eichel is obviously a goal scorer, and Marchesso is not a guy who regularly beats goalies. I mean, uh, if you're in the Discord, yeah. I complain about that all the time. Where he's he's kind of got a muffin yeah. of a shot. Like it's not like he's uh, got Jack's like actual release and you know like uh, like sheer power. Like obviously he's good at getting to the net and, and whatever. But usually when Marchesso shoots, it's it's not just. You know, he's not a guy who's going to shoot 19% in his career. Whereas if you told me Jack Eichel did that, I could watch him play hockey and be like, okay, I see it. Like, obviously he shoots from far out and, and everything, but that's not actually happening. But like just the talent discrepancy there kind of makes it strange where like, if you're assuming Marchiso stays with that line the entire time and stays on the top power play, then why is he 13 to one for most points in the series and six to one for most goals in the series? But 28 to one for most assists like yeah. he just doesn't really profile to me as like the guy who's scoring only um so yeah oh, that's fair that's, that i, I think that's point. interesting really... um and then i think shay theodore is is interesting in almost any market uh goals he's 100 to one you know obviously that's a long shot points he's 65 to one um petrangelo at 45 to one like why is shay theodore uh 20 20 to one higher than Petrangelo with the top power play job. I'm really not sure. Um, so that stands out to me in a way that like, I think if you played the series out a hundred times that like, yeah, Shea Theodore probably gets there one or two times just because he's so good offensively. Um, and, you know, let's be honest, if you're game planning for Vegas based on the postseason you're probably going to let them take some point shots. It's not like uh, it's not like their demon have been doing tons of damage. However, we know that from years past, like that totally can happen. You know, Petrangelo is taking over series all by himself in St. Louis and Alec Martinez used to be a trigger man. Like, you know, I have fond memories of Alec Martinez power play one in the patch ready era. Um, so like, you know, a lot of these defensemen just like do have actual goal scoring chops. It's not great, but like Shea Theodore clearly super talented. Um, just line is, is a little, little off to me in, in, you know, just the pure long shot, um, sense any game one bets. I, I mean, I know we're trying to go rapid fire through a lot of stuff, but, um, they, they offer pretty much the entire roster for both teams and shots on goal. Um, and you know, uh, points and block shots. I wasn't sure if you had uh, been able to come up with any sort of takes on those. Uh, I guess really nothing crazy. Like I'm going to do the same scripts I always do. Um, on underdog, well, you mean? Let me look here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me look. I didn't really look at the block shots. Those, I know those have been a bit lucrative, but 
Um, on FanDuel, I think they were letting you like ladder them too. Not ladder, ladder is the wrong term. Um, parlay? Parlay them. Same game. Yeah, same game, parlay them, which huh. seemed kind of interesting if you like could yeah, do wait, that's But you can't really shot a thing. But like if a one team gets caved in, it was sort of like. Yeah, you. Yeah, right. You I'm kind thinking Petrangelo, McNabb. Yeah. Martinez, like that's obviously correlated, in my opinion. So. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, Martinez. Remember the streak Martinez had of blocks. Yeah, I mean, he's he was the lead. He was the league leader in block shots this season, I believe. Like, it's not like he's. Yeah. It's not like he cooled off. Like he was just awesome all year from that perspective. Um. Yeah, I. And, I, I just yeah, that is. Um... Yeah, I mean, he leads Vegas over the playoffs, too, with 44 blocks in 17 games. So, um, you know, that number is probably about right at the overall sense. But, um, yeah, I I do. I think uh, the Gus Forsling one is a bit strange. I'm not sure why he's at, uh, what, one and a half, minus 140 versus the Zach Whitecloud at minus 130. Like, I mean, I think Forsling's going to stand in front of more shots than Zach Whitecloud. Um, he plays a lot more um, just profile-wise. It's not like Forsling gets out of the way or anything. So, um, I don't know. Uh, that one, I think, is the best on the board. But, um, yeah, I, I found the block shots to be pretty interesting. And then uh, yeah. shot on goal props. Um, I'll, I'll let you talk. I mean, there's really not that much to say. Like, the way I play it is I just say I want all the money or none of it, so I build the five, the, both four players for Scully on underdog, or you could do the same thing on prize picks most nights. And, yeah, I wow. want – like, it's just better. Just a better way to do it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, wow. I think so, that – So DJ's like, out here telling you not to bet. Just don't bet. You, you no, suck if bet. you bet. It, no, but, I mean, that's clearly not what I've said. Well, like, what, what if you live in Pennsylvania um, like I, me, DJ? What if you can't use Move. prize picks and underdog? It's a garbage say. Move. Go to New Jersey or if you're in another area that isn't Philadelphia, but Pittsburgh's not too far from like fire. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. I'll, I'll give a real take. It's, hmm. Let's give a real take. I mean, Petrangelo, I think plus 130 isn't, isn't wrong. Like he's actually been shooting. I, let me pull that up. Actually, I don't even have it up right now. I didn't even. Think, I didn't think this would be posted when we started. Honestly, like it wasn't. I don't think yesterday. I don't. I definitely haven't looked today. Um, plus one thirty. I just. I just like the, the plus money bets a lot more. Like I'm good with the, some of these blocks, but man, look at the whole playoffs. Florida, Vegas. Who has been shooting? Montour, shocking. Yeah, yeah and Petrangelo is averaging like five shots per game, shot attempts per game, which is right up there with the Chuck. And he is, you know, yeah, I think he he makes sense. He's still on the first power play, unless it's something changed. Petrangelo? Yeah. No, nah, it's Theodore. It is Theodore? Guess. Yeah. He's yeah, last series, too, I think. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. The the under on Montour kind of interests me a little bit. You can get plus 135 on minus uh, – uh, sorry, plus 135 on under two and a half. Um, you know, Montour is obviously going to take a lot of shot attempts, but 
Vegas is a team that will block a ton of shots and Montour is a guy that will have a lot of shots blocked in the aggregate, in my opinion. Um, That line just feels super juiced relative to like, you know, where defensemen normally sit. Um, Like Shea Theodore, two and a half is plus 140 for the over minus 175 on the under. And is Montour really that different than Shea Theodore? Um, Role wise, you know, shot attempts wise. I don't think so. And while, the over on Theodore worries me slightly. Like, I, I think there's value in plus 140 on the over. Um, I actually kind of feel better, especially for saying, like, it's kind of a, you know, slower pace, like, drag it out, low scoring type series. Um, that getting some under equity on, like, guys who have just been steamed up the board. Like, you know, Brandon Montour certainly has given his run of shooting um, this postseason. I think getting on that early is honestly a good way to go. So, uh, there's there's a couple thoughts. Um, anything else for me? Betting yeah, perspective, no. uh, Smythe. Oh, can't bet it. Um, because so I, I so I will read out another stupid state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you should move. Um, so so I will read out Bobrovsky plus two ten, Kachuk plus two ninety, Eichel plus four twenty five, mm-hmm. Carlson, uh, William Carlson plus seven hundred. I guess there's no other Carlsons. Uh, March or so plus 700, Mark Stone plus 900, Aiden Hill plus 1200, uh, Stevenson plus 30, Jesus, plus yeah. 3000, and then everyone else is 50 to one or greater. Um, it's, yeah, some, it's just Jack Eichel. I don't yeah, really know. Listening to some of the chatter around, like, uh, you know, the, the PDO cast and Puck Soup and whatever else, and like these guys are talking as if anything that's happened up to this point matters. And like, I don't know about you, but I feel like when we watched the Phil Kessel lose to Sidney Crosby, um, like, I just don't think anything matters in this sense of like voting. Um, So like Barkov at 50 to one sounds kind of crazy. Like, especially if he doesn't give up any goals this series and Bob like stands on his head behind him and Barkov picks up a couple goals, like, you know, he's, he's the captain. Like, you know, he showed up when it mattered and, you know, he played solid defense and I just feel like people could fall all over themselves to hand Barkov to Con Smythe in like the, you know, the Sidney Crosby over Phil Kessel type of way. Uh, even if Kachuk like is kind of quiet this series, but like still deserves it. I think 50 to one's decent on like you're betting on Florida win, obviously, but you're not betting on like a super high scoring series with Bob. Um, and, you know, a closer series than Bob, uh, like going absolutely I mean, hate yeah. on a sweep. So I'm going to say this. Um, first off, the thing you're forgetting is that the beat reporters really like, I think, uh, Matt the Chuck right now. I don't think they ever really cared about Phil Kessel. So oh, that's true. That's true. You're not, you're not factoring. More, you're not factoring. It's more in. of the thing um, where like, they call it the playoff MVP, but in reality, yeah. it's always felt to me like more of a uh, like a finals like, MVP. If Matt, yeah, if Matt the truck is terrible in the Stanley Cup final and the Florida Panthers win, there's just no way they don't go to Bobrovsky. Like they'll just maybe reward him for Matt the truck not carrying them, even if I mean, uh, it would have to be like more than a hat trick for Barkov. Like I, I don't know, I just. I'm not personally going to do it. Like, I just think that I would honestly say like flat out, if you're betting Vegas to win the cup and you're not just saying, okay, well, I'm also betting or only betting and putting more money on Eichel to win the consulate, you're probably just doing it wrong. I just think that that's 
exactly who they're going to give it to. And he would, I mean, he would have to be invisible in the finals, which I just can't see how that happens in Vegas wins. So, like, you know, I, yeah, I think that you're not wrong. It's just, just clearly Eichel, and I'd rather just put more money on him if my state allowed it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, an overall no. And I'm happy uh, for anyone that got any bets in early and, you know, whatever. Good, good for you, I guess. But yeah, um, no, like, it, it's, I, I think Eichel is still the best odds. I could re-up on my Petrangelo uh, 80 to one. I think I got him at pre-series. He's at a hundred to one now. Uh, clearly he's not been super productive. So, you know, if, if Vegas wins, it's very unlikely that he wins anyway. Um, so I could do that, but you know, honestly, Shea Theater hundred to one probably makes more sense because there's a better chance that he, you know, scores four goals and, um, you know, doesn't have the ugly suspension on his record, things like that. Um, but Eden Hill, 12 to one, kind of interesting too. Like, you know, Bob at, two to one basically yeah. and Hill at 12 to one. Yeah, but um, Hill doesn't have the first round like Bob does, but um, you know, again, that that's kind of, I think these are all thin. just different. Yeah. They're all just different ways. Again, I just keep leading back to the same thing. Like Aiden Hill does really, really well. I think they just still get with Eichel. Like I just, yeah, I don't, I, I just, I gets really hard. Like Eichel gets hurt in game one is like the only way I don't I just, see him winning. The Cod Smythe at this point. I just remember being very mad about the Cod Smythe almost every year because it just feels like the guy who should obviously win just never does. And it, right now it just feels like, oh, here are the obvious guys. And it's like, ah. like that plus the, hey, we haven't even seen anything happen in the in the final yet. Like makes me think that these long shots are better values, but I'll stop. I'll, I mean, I'll stop because. I, I think, I, yeah, honestly, the, the past two years, I, I got to say we're good. I don't really remember Victor um, Hedman, but that was the oh, it, that was the was uh, bubble years. Was it Hedman and then Point, or was it no? Kucherov. It was Vasilevsky, which it was oh, Vasilevsky, okay. which I think Kucherov. was like, fair enough. Like, okay, I'm pretty sure Kucherov. I was like actually very upset that Hedman won over Kucherov. Um, yeah, I think that that's the one that I agree. I think that's one that I was, and then O'Reilly. I God I'm, again, like it's. I don't know. That one seemed maybe weird. And then it was OB, Crosby, Crosby, Duncan, Keith, Justin Williams. Yeah, um, I, I don't remember. A couple that in there that, that may. I, no, and that couple could be head scratchers. I just couldn't tell you for sure. Not OB, of course, because OB's, you know, is OB. But yeah, and I, it's, um, I think yeah. that's like, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think any of those guys were like, I don't know, not that crazy. The Kucherov one. One is the one I think too that, that now that I think back to any of these, yeah, I've, I've, even more than the Phil Kessel one, which like I got like everyone, everyone on the same page, but like I could make the case for Crosby, but that was I think that is the one that sticks to me the most. Now that now that we have gone full circle, yeah, I found um, I found my tweet where I was angry, and I said, imagine Kucherov winning the Conn Smythe this year, meaning their second cup based purely on power play production with pedestrian five on five play when he didn't get it last year playing the most incredible hockey i tell myself not to be mad at con smythe votes after kessel lost to sid but every single year i find a way so um at least i do have some sort of uh relic in time of just how ridiculous this process is in my eyes um so you know uh, that's i gave some thoughts on some long shots and where i think the voters could galbrain to um, you know, that I don't know which side of it 
the Kucherov loss would come on, whether it would be the obvious Kachuk not winning it or or not. I don't know. Um, but anyway, just a lot of uh, a lot of random thoughts there. Um, let's get to DFS, unless you had anything else, because we have two uh, major DFS slates um, from a showdown perspective. We have uh, Saturday game one. There is a $23, 20K to first, uh, you know, giant GPP, 5,000 entries. And then for game four on 610, we will have a $300 GPP, probably 20K to first again, though I don't know how big the contest will be. Um, so there's actually two of the largest nights of the postseason coming up is my point. Um, so we have pricing for game one. We can talk about that a bit if uh, if you're ready. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, it is, it is a, yeah. yeah. Uh, goalies are very expensive. Um, my goal is very expensive. Um, hmm, let's think, uh, you know, I really only have done a couple of these showdown sites so far. You've done a lot better than me. So why don't I just pass it right back to you? I'm not even say that much. You actually win some of these and I have mainly just been an underdog putting more money down on, uh, shooters to shoot and goalies to stop pucks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know offhand, uh, let's see, I'm pulling up last year's showdown uh, thing that I kept. Um, so we had a, I think game one last year was also the big GPP. Um, let me just, let me just make sure this is right. Yeah, so we had a 5,800 entry tournament last year. That was the the, the, the flagship, you know, uh, I think it was $20 last year, $23 this year. That's why it was slightly different. Um, if you're remembering last year, I think Colorado was like a minus 190 favorite uh, in game one versus Vegas is going to be like a minus 130 favorite in game one. Um, so with that context in mind, um, I will just read out what the field played. Uh, 4% of the field played dead lineups, meaning they played guys that literally weren't playing or they played, uh, like, uh, uh, what should I say? They, they didn't enter a lineup, basically. Yeah, yeah, like they literally did not enter a lineup. So that's kind of crazy right off the bat. Like there's half the rake. Um, and then 5-1 Colorado, like the absolute favorite, 19%. Um, 22% four twos, 22% split it three, three, uh, four, two Tampa was 20%, five, one Tampa was 14%. So the fewest were on Tampa, um, just, you know, they were the underdog. So I don't think it'll be quite as extreme. Like the, the field's just kind of donkey when it comes to showdown, especially the high stake stuff or sorry, the high entry amount stuff, because it's so hard to win um, in a single game without like the perfect correlation and, or the perfect, um, you know, goal hunting. And when you're playing like three threes, it's really hard to find the proper correlations. Um, I will say that 76% of those three, three teams were unique compared to just 52% of the Colorado five ones and 62% of the Tampa five ones, um, you know, a lot of people jamming optimizers and the optimizers are going to want you to play a goalie from the winning team and then four skaters and then one, one off. Like that's just typically how it goes, especially when you're looking at a favorite, like, you know, Vegas here. 
Um, so be very mindful with your unique count. Like, don't just play the top line with Aiden Hill and think, yeah, I'm good. Like, a lot of people are going to do that. And in high stakes, that's fine because, you know, there's not that many entries to duplicate and worry about, like, maneuvering around. However, if Ivan Barbashev has one shot and one assist, like, and Eichel goes for two goals, like, you're not going to be able to win with Barbashev in these tournaments. So like play a Riley Smith, you know, get a little unique string in a defenseman and hope you hit like the defenseman three point night that, you know, a goal goes to the second line, a goal goes to the first line. Um, Cause you've got to be really mindful with uniques on the five, one lineups. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I was at least able to pull out that, uh, old data because that was pretty useful last season um and then in game four which was another big contest but 5-1 tampa you know tampa the home team uh 52 percent of those lineups were unique and they made up 24 percent of the field so um like teams or dfs players will flock to the favorite and if you are not being super mindful you're going to get duped really heavily on five ones so I like playing four twos with defensemen against goalies. Um, I, I do think almost one goalie in every lineup is almost a necessity. Um, the only way I would not do that is if I'm playing a full line stack and then a mini stack from the other team um, with another goal scorer. Like I'm not playing defensemen uh, basically in no goalie lineups. It's just really hard to outscore the goalies, um, especially if you don't see the series having, you know, the eight, nine goal game that sometimes happens in hockey. Um, so there's like the macro strategy. As far as player pricing, anything stand out to you here? Um, since I know you've probably been scrolling while I've been talking. Um, honestly, I scrolled through it originally and then I just stopped because I was like, let me play some of these bets I said. And then DraftKings was like, we can't find you anywhere. And it's like, all right. Well, maybe DraftKings is telling you to move. Yeah, I think they heard me say I wanted to move. Um, you know, I, I mean, there's, there's some interesting, definitely some interesting angles. Um, there's, you kind of alluded to one of them um, off the off the bat, right? Like the barbershop, how cheap he is, is going to make him super affordable in Eichel yeah. stacks. And I think the same could probably be said about Nick Cousins, even though he's even cheaper. And I really do think with Florida, especially like going to a different defenseman, like a Forsling might be a bit better. Like A, yeah. you get the four stats on Forsling and B, like if he, like he is actually active offensively, he does try to shoot. It doesn't ever get on that. It feels yeah, like, but totally he tries really hard. Yeah, and I, and like I, but like if oh sorry, what are you saying? That that stood out to me. Uh, the Martinez, Forsling, McNabb, like that five K defense. I I honestly think Barbashev no was going to go there. Play there. Yeah, um, yeah, no one's going to go there. And like I, yeah, I think that that's very, very, very good. Um, I'm totally down to put Reinhardt with any of the main Florida guys as well, because as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. That is where they want the puck to go on the power play. Like the Chuck is smoke and mirrors, moving, moving around a lot, moving to positions to set up the next guy. And that is Reinhardt. And he knows where to be. Um, so if their power play is clicking and they're winning the game and you're getting Bobrovsky there, I think Reinhardt being involved with any of those top guys is just like not going to be done. And I would do it. So instead of playing, and you can still play Bennett, like you could play like, um, you know, 
I'm trying to think of who to, you probably have to Captain Reinhardt here, but like Captain Reinhardt, Bennett, the Chuck, uh, Bobrovsky. Then, I mean, you probably, I mean, how much is Montour? Crazy. Yeah. You can go with like a Forsling. Yeah. Captain. You can go with a um, lot of things, actually. Yeah. T- to me, I guess my, uh, uh, my nothing matters chaos reigns brain tells me that like captains really don't matter all that much. Um, I would really yeah. try to avoid captain and goalies. Um, again, it's just really hard outside of an absolute shutout to like get the upside you need. Um, and they're just so expensive that like you're going to need multiple punt pieces to come through. And you look down the board and it's it's not great. Um, I know the Vegas fourth yeah. line has come through a lot. Um, you know, Anton Lindell theoretically stacks with Reinhardt, but like there are no guys below the 5k like sort of defenseman range that are anywhere close to reliable for like a just to get me five points uh type perspective. So unless you're like correlating a low line, like uh, you know, Aiden Hill with uh Keegan Colasar and Will Carrier or something. Um, like you just hope that those two guys combine on a goal. I think that's okay, honestly. But you know, that's because it's you're you're playing Aiden Hill at captain. Well, let's just sketch this out, and then you're playing two punt guys yeah. that you're hoping get there, and that leaves you the money to play, you know, a Bobrovsky, Eichel, Kachuk type thing. Um, you know, it lets you play the one nothing game, it lets you leave salary on the table and say Eichel, Petrangelo, Kachuk, or something like that. Um you know, I, I think that who you captain is not that big a deal. Um, you know, if the mid-tier guy helps you get in and avoid that garbage range, I think that's totally fine because really no one here um, stands out to me as like, yeah, this is a guy with good rates that um, will play a decent role. Like, they're all just kind of garbage for fantasy purposes, and you might as well correlate them if you're going this cheap. So, um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. So parsing points, through points. Um, parsing through some other options, Shea Theodore seventy two hundred is exponentially better to me than Will Carlson, uh, Chandler Stevenson, and Riley Smith right below him. Um, Carlson especially has been very productive, um, but he's never going to be a volume guy. So like unless you're playing Carlson Smith and. Uh, uh, what is it? Amadio now uh, who got moved up there when. When Nick Wamov. Nick Wah got moved down and up when uh either Howden or Amadio and you know whatever. If you're stacking, Carlson's fine. Uh Riley Smith is a guy that I've resorted to a lot this postseason. Um, but this is I think the most expensive he's been on a showdown slate, 6600 And again, with Carlson's hot streak, I just think ownership will be there. And Chandler Stevenson, I mean, unless you're playing Mark Stone, he's just never going to get there rates-wise. So I like Theodore because, one, he's kind of their third option on the power play. Like Eichel, Marcheseau, Stone's there to clean up garbage, and, you know, Theodore's actually shooting. Um, so I think he's got a lot of upside, but also a lot of floor. And, you know, him being cheaper than Reinhardt for Higgy Bennett, just, you know, I like that a lot when I'm thinking that the field will be pretty split between Vegas and Florida in game one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 all good points. I'm good. Anything else? All right. Yeah. Um, 
Jeez, I don't know if there's anything else we could possibly cover. Um, Aaron Eckblad, 5,800. Like, is he just dead? Um, mm, no, I mean, I don't know. I'm not probably doing it myself, but, like, if Florida's power play isn't clicking, you know, who comes off, who comes on, like, I could see yeah. it, that they're, like, you know, Bennett for Eckblad, and then, yeah. like, that, that won't be a game one decision. They just they just swept another team. They're not going to um, – yeah, no, it's, no, it's, I think that's – yeah, he oh, kind of feels like a trap because, like, you know, you look at him and you're like, yeah, that's a guy who's going to block shots and, you know, be on the ice in all situations. And he's just never been much of a block shots guy, strangely enough. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's like he's averaging like 1.1 per game this season. Um, so when you're looking at Martinez, who's averaging, uh, I think, just about three per game this season or, you know, two and a half in the postseason. So somewhere in that range. Like you're just getting so much more like of that uh, equity there, um, and you know I don't think offensively Ekblad's that different than Martinez or Forsling or uh, McNabb. You know specifically the guys I called out. So see if ownership goes there because if so, then he's I think a really poor play. Um, all right, yeah, so yeah. no, I, I agree. I it. think that I yeah, no, I think we covered the ownership thing well without even trying to. Like I think ownership will go. Um, away from the Reinhardts, you know, towards more of the Ekblads with some of those top guys will correlate super heavily. And like, I, I think that, I, again, you correct me if I'm wrong, I, I just don't think Reinhardt's going to get a ton of ownership on the third line. Like, casuals no. are going to dip in and be like, yeah. The- so it's like, I, that's kind of where I want to take advantage of things like myself. Um, and I also, yeah. I would love it if Reinhardt did really well, as I mentioned off the top of the show for Underdog. Yeah, so the only way that Reinhardt, I think, gets there is if basically the optimizers are looking for correlation and they're saying, like, oh, look, Lusterainen and Lindell are so cheap. Like, let's just jam those guys in um, because, you know, like they're cheap and you need to spend up for Eichel and goalies and whatnot. Um, I, I could see that being a possibility. Um, but again, I like the way you sketched out playing Reinhardt. I, think, I just think it makes way more sense. You play him with a power play stack. Um, yeah, that that I think is the the meal ticket because if five on five they succeed, odds are Lindell's getting six point three or whatever, and you can definitely right, exactly no, it's a defenseman. You know, it's not that hard to get yeah. those hey, points. Man, you are you are preaching to right. the choir. That, that I mean, that's exactly how I'm, I, I'm going to build one tomorrow. And that's basically how I'm going to do it. Um, yeah, final. I'll post the bets after we post the podcast. Um, under thirty three and a half goals in the series, the March or so versus. Sam Bennett, March or so more shots are the two that I'm definitely going to play. And I'll take another look through everything. And I'll, like I said, post with the podcast. Yeah. And uh, just to go back to what I said, Amadio with Carlson Smith, Howden with Stevenson Stone, um, and then fourth line, Carrier, Wah, and Colasar. So for you Vegas people, that's what you're looking at uh, right now. That, That probably will change as the series goes on. So just keep an eye out because they've been switching off like the third pegs to each of those lines um, to, to great success because everything Bruce Cassidy's done has turned to gold. Um, but yeah, that's what we should expect. So, all right, that'll do it. Um, DJ, any final, final thoughts before we head out of here? Uh, no, no. I mean, okay. I think we'll have one or two more things, podcasty, whatever. We'll do something for the NHL draft. Um, that 
sheet will be updated. Um, I did some updating and adding some prospects and moves and things around. Um, so we'll start posting some mock drafts. I'll probably post one tomorrow, the next day as well, while we wait. Um, yeah, other than that, you know, watch, I think if you leave, uh, season one, two, and three now available. So go, go get that done. If you haven't already, not pointing any fingers at Matt, but Matt, um, yeah, everything else feels, feels pretty good. Yeah. Um, go. mornings, morningscapepod.com has the link to the uh, mock draft, NHL draft. If you want to just play along with us, uh, we will do some sort of show, I believe. I don't think I have plans, but, um, I think it's a weird day this year. So, um, anyway, um, I think it's a Thursday. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, but it's normally a Friday, right? NHL. Yeah, you're right. NHL yeah. draft um, 28, 23. So. Um, yeah, it okay. says Wednesday, June 28th. Yeah, okay. what? a Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, I'm pretty sure the NHL got kicked it's in out of Nashville. Bridgestone. Yeah, they got kicked out of Bridgestone, I think, for um, some concert. I don't know, though. Um, oh my god yeah so very strange but the mock okay. drafts uh built something where you can basically play along pretty easily and tracks like how well you're doing basically um as as we go so we'll be active for that um and otherwise i do think we'll have uh one more uh, review type podcast coming out sometime uh, you know before the summer gets too deep uh my trip through old podcasts uh preseason just trying to get our takes and you know basically uh set up a roast slash back padding session um that's near completion um so you know that's basically all you'll see i think on this podcast feed though unless something crazy happens so um thank you all for what was a great season and yeah, you can follow us at Morning Skate Pod. I am at Fake Moods, and DJ is at DJ Undercom Mitchell ninety four. Um, so DJ, final sign off to the twenty twenty three NHL playoffs. Um, yeah, no final sign off is next year at this time. We'll be talking about the Buffalo Sabres in the Stanley Cup final, and I can't <laughs> wait. That's all. Absolutely. Um, all right. So thank you all for listening. From Doug, from DJ, from myself, have a good Stanley Cup final, everybody, and we will see you.